welcome back to the podcast ladies and gentlemen you join us here another week here at the old folks home uh i'm joined by my co-host of course mr matt waldock how are you matt you all right yo i'm all good what uh what you been up to lately let's have a little catch-up first let's have a quick catch-up and then we'll dive into the i've been i've been a naughty boy and put a 2.5 engine in i didn't talk to anybody about it i've just done it all right so yeah we we should say as well uh the podcast is sort of where we go into detail about certain things so for people that also watch our youtube channel and if you notice there's certain things that we don't really dive into it's because we dive into them here isn't it really so uh what what you saying you've done an engine swap yeah in my long wheel based camper van i just wanted a weekend on my own just chilling and i just cracked on with it and i got engine in all running and it's back to normal all driving now and it's another vehicle i can use so this is the what i call the light blue one it's the synchro yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's the volkswagen t4 synchro and it's got all the knobbly tires on it and you yeah. did have because we did the you did a pd150 in that one yeah uh, which a lot of people can see on the youtube channel if you haven't already but you took that engine out now and you've replaced it with a t- 2.5 you say yeah so it's a 2.5 t4 engine but mine was originally a 2.4 non-turbo so right 2.5 turbo in it and i think i was thinking to myself i'm working on the same t4 why would someone else why would people want me to see another engine going in a yeah, this this is true. This is so true. And you just knocked that out in a weekend, did you? Mm, about a day. A day. Yeah, I picked wow. the I picked the engine up Saturday morning, stroke afternoon. I had the engine in by the afternoon. Then I went and picked the ECU up because it had mobilizer on it. Saturday night, come home, had something to eat. Went back the next morning, put the ECU on, turned the key, started up. Wow. <laughs> That's remarkable, and uh, we're talking all about T4s today. We will get on that, I promise. Um, but I know I just wanted to catch up with you first and see how you're doing. Yeah. So, as people will know, I'm currently still down on the Isle of Wight. Matt's up in Buntingford, and once a month we meet up and film a bunch of stuff together. But in the meantime, we do the podcast, and we're sort of like in two separate places. We're about 130-odd miles in between us, and... Uh, and obviously, I don't get to see Matt all the time, and he's so busy with work and stuff that we don't really get to to catch up much. So the podcasts are, are a great place for us to just I, natter on. I can come to the island you now. Now I've got my van. Why would you though? Like this is <laughs> this is the thing. What a lot of people don't get is like, why would you come to the island? Maybe it's because I've been here so long now that I yeah, I've, it's different. It's like uh, different. Yeah, it's different. I've I've been there once before, but yeah, it's a nice place. It is nice if you haven't been here that much, but if you yeah, live here, yeah. you can't wait to get off. Like in my opinion, be like where I am. You you say, oh yeah, got nice views and everything. So well, I see it every day. So it's like yeah, yeah. It's the same with me. It's like um, we you always see, want what we don't have, you, isn't it? You see the sea all the time, didn't you? And you're like, oh yeah, okay. I'm a big fan of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. But like you said, it's expensive to come off the island, so it just makes it a little bit down and so oh 
Did you know, I've done some research, and apparently, according to a quick Google search, the Isle of Wight ferries, the vehicle ferries, whether it's Red Funnel or White Link, those two uh, companies, they are the most expensive vehicle ferries in the entire world. If we're talking uh, the money for distance, like, no, I'm not just saying in the world full stop, I'm saying... If you took every other ferry in the entire world, right, and if you worked out how much you're paying per mile you're traveling, right, the Isle of Wight to the mainland is the most expensive ferry in the entire world. How bananas is that? Because it's not the worth the island, is it? Huh? It's not the worth the island. Well, you could swim or you could get your own boat, but yeah, or you could fly. There's a few airports here. But nah, that's that's it, and it just—I wasn't even shocked. I was just like, "Oh, that's that's not brand new information for me." I I assumed it was going to be expensive anyway, but to yeah. be the most expensive in the whole world, it's mad. That's what I thought. Yeah, but no, other than that, uh, I've I've also just got over. Well, I'm still getting over a flu, guys. So if you hear me coughing or sniffling or doing that oh that's awful isn't it <clears throat> oh but if you hear me coughing i do apologize it's i we need to get a podcast out so i'm i'm battling through it <coughs> so if you hear that it's just i've i've had the flu all right i've had the flu it's uh let's not talk about it let's not go on about it but no we should also say we've decided to do one podcast a week haven't we yep uh, we're doing one podcast a week and one YouTube video a week. Uh, it's just because it's not like over overwhelming, like crazy. It's just we want to be able to put the best quality content out there. And I hate saying that. I sound like a right influencer, like a proper bell end. But like we do, don't we? We want to whatever we put out, whether it's a video or a podcast, I think we want to put out like the best we can. That's fair to say, isn't it? Days definitely fair to say i think if the more stuff we're putting out the more frequently we do i i think the quality i'm afraid the quality might lapse i i I don't want it to yeah i I want it to be nice and i want to well i think we both would love some uh, consistency like like for example if we decide to have like every monday there's going to be a new video and every thursday there's going to be a new podcast or vice versa then people will get used to that idea of, oh, it's Monday, that means, you know, because I do it at the moment. There's a podcast I listen to and they do a podcast every Monday at, and they now they release it exactly the same time, the same day, and they've done that for like three or four years. And I know that as a, as a keen listener of that podcast, I, I can... I can guarantee there's going to be that to look forward to when I start work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we should go that route. And um, same for the pod, the the YouTube channel, which is our main thing, isn't it? We've said it before. It's our main place where we like to put our everything that we do, <coughs> isn't it? Yes, that is very true. But yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Because we're not together all the time. Yeah, sometimes there might be the odd YouTube where we just, like, talk what we want want to do for our next project and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. We were saying people get 
like they're not like if it's not exciting they like switch off but sometimes people want to see what we're doing yeah i understand that i think the main thing is consistency like if we say we're gonna release a video on a certain day i think we should stick to that no matter what it is whether it's like amazing action-packed filled with oh my god we're taking an engine out and oh my god we're test test driving this or oh my god we're working with this company yada 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 or it, even if it's just us sat in front of the computer reacting to stuff or talking about like you say talking about projects that we're doing i think we need to stick to a particular day and time where we both agree right right no matter what this week what each week that a video is coming out you know uh, but speaking of the YouTube channel, like, let's talk about the last couple of videos that we've just released, because I have a sneak suspicion that a lot of people, well, a fair few people listening to this podcast, as we speak, I guarantee they don't watch the YouTube channel, right? So for the people that don't, we implore you to go and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, because it is much better than the pod. <laughs> let's not lie. And the podcast is on YouTube. Like everything we, every podcast that we do is on YouTube as well. So if you want to, this is the thing, Matt. I don't know about you because you also have a TV in your workshop. But I've also had pictures sent to me, videos sent to me of people with our YouTube channel and uh, the podcast up on their TVs, on their garage, at their garage right yeah. so they've got us in the background but they've hooked it up to youtube a lot of tvs now the smart tvs have youtube built in and they have the uh, the podcast on youtube so i thought it'd be just a great idea to have put the podcast on our channel and not just on spotify and not just on apple Podcasts and all the rest of it but good on the channel because like you said people can listen to it anywhere exactly so, yeah so if they haven't got something to listen to at least they can put it on their tv like yeah. people got smart tvs so you got youtube and it on and then you got like um apple tv yeah um fire stick yeah they've got all you've got youtube on so you can listen to it on there yeah it's it's great isn't it it's great um but yeah like i was saying speaking of the youtube channel we've uh, released a few videos since obviously we've we've done the pd130 swap series on the the rabbit pickup if you haven't seen that already it's it's a great little series isn't it, it like each video is like 15 minutes long six part series where uh matt did most of the work obviously um because he's more mechanically inclined and we did the whole series in uh, we did the whole swap in a week it's up there on the channel you should watch it the other video we did which is out now is the announcement where we talked about the t4 race van didn't we oh yes so that's out now we we would love for you to check that out if you haven't already uh we have i can confirm we've had our first sponsor we're not going to say who it is not just yet not until everything is absolutely concrete can i um, rephrase that second sponsor a second really yeah chris is first one all oh, right is that true is he is he gonna uh tuning techniques yeah he sponsored that your garden yeah of course and he's doing so yeah you'll watch the video and uh yeah you'll see that we're doing a t4 race van uh, well matt's gonna again it's all matt basically i'm filming everything i'll muck in when i can and help out but uh no we've we've had okay so our America. second 
What? What? What was that? Okay, you get your marigold done. Marigold. <laughs> but no, um, we've got uh, we we've got at least two sponsors now for that build, which is like we said, we're gonna hopefully take it to a lot of shows. I think it would be great to show people that have watched the the YouTube channel and watched the series and. It's. I find it. I don't know about you, Matt, but like I watch a few YouTube videos and I I watch a few people. And when I see people that have built something, and you've seen it go from you know a, a shell to a finished, uh, complete vehicle, to be able to see that in person is great. And I think that will happen with the the T4 race race van, and perhaps the the rabbit pickup truck and both of those. Because you were talking about having our own little stand maybe on a few shows maybe next year this year what do you think yes definitely 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 so we've got two sponsors at least confirmed uh and yeah we're just gonna it's it's, it's all coming together and it's really really cool uh, and you'll you're gonna see more videos on the t4 race band we've had a lot of t4 enthusiasts come onto the channel recently i don't know if you've seen the comments uh, so welcome everybody who's listening for the first time. If you are from the T4 forums, Facebook groups, we appreciate you. There's a, there's a lot of T4 love out there, and um and uh, this episode is just for you as well, which you'll soon uh, hear about because uh, today's episode is all about the Volkswagen T4, isn't it? Yep. <coughs> um, did you enjoy before we crack on with that? Did you enjoy last week's episode with Simon from Auto Finesse? I know you guys know each other already but you enjoy that sort of another interview here on the the pod yeah it's quite good i think it's good it's nice to get someone who i know yet he, he hasn't started his one mm. yet but it's it's nice to talk to someone who's doing it yeah yeah it's always... i've i've never really talked to other people for what i've done i know you have yeah well there's there's james cooper rider who does like a similar thing doesn't he? he's got yeah. his own youtube channel yeah. Uh, Zach's Garage, I often talk to him. He's got a YouTube channel, which is, you know, we're all doing the same sort of stuff, aren't we? We're, fil- we're building stuff and filming it and putting it out there. Uh, and the, the other... Get Cooper Ryder back on. Yeah. He's a great guy. He, yeah. he really is. Um, but no, he's, there's something to be said, and I'm not just, I'm not blowing our own trumpet here. I'm talking about all the other guys, people that we've referenced, but everybody else that is, is building stuff and putting it out there on the YouTube or wherever, like they're putting their their stuff out there, and you know you're basically saying like oh, I'm um this is Mark this is me, and you're opening yourself up to criticism, which is quite a noble thing to do, isn't it? I mean, it, you can see it in certain car communities that a lot of people just keep themselves to themselves, don't they? They don't really put themselves out there. And I know a lot of people who have amazing, fantastic builds. And they just don't want to share too much of what they're doing. They don't do videos. They don't talk about stuff. They don't post. Uh, and that is perhaps fear of being criticised. Have you? You must have seen loads of people in the same position. Oh yeah, you see it was hard, especially Facebook. You know, you get you get people put saying up and then oh you don't want to do that, especially when the old Max Power Times was. That's the worst. I think that's the worst thing. Yeah. What do you mean? The worst thing? Like people just like they put someone put a car up and then you get people who just slag it off or saying really do what you do. Mm-hmm. If you like it, 
you do it. That's how I think. If you if, if someone else don't like it, don't like it. Move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's in it anyway. Um, right. Okay. Shall we crack on? Right with today's episode. Yes. Wow, the enthusiasm. Um, guys, remember, if you aren't already, please make sure you're following the podcast by hitting the <laughs> hit the plus button or the follow button, and depending on what podcast platform you're listening to, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, find the follow button, hit that, hit the notification bell if it's there. Ding, so ding. You what? Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Make sure you hit that so you get notified every time we bring out a brand new episode. We're gonna have, we're gonna decide what what day should we do each week where you can. There's gonna be a podcast episode guaranteed. Thursday, every Thursday, yeah, and then Monday to be YouTube video. Yeah, because then we have the weekend to do the video. If All right. So there you go, guys. You heard it here live on the podcast every Thursday, nine a.m. You say nine a.m. or earlier. You could do eight o'clock. Right, they're changing it to eight o'clock, guys. Listen to yeah, it on your. People get up to go to work. I know. I was thinking. This. I was like, if we release it at nine a.m., people are gonna be starting work. Yeah. So all right, eight a.m., guys. Eight a.m. every Thursday. There's gonna be a brand new podcast episode for you here on the old Volks Home platform. Right. So do us a favor. Hit the follow button hit the notification bell and if you want to go that extra mile you can leave us a review uh leave us a five star whatever it is it's on spotify or apple pod i know they're two different things but just yeah give us a nice little review it will boost us into the algorithm right which means we'll get more eyeballs on our our content and then we can start actually making some more content and more valuable content for you guys sound good all right cool if you listen on YouTube, press the subscribe button. That big red juicy button, press it. And uh, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Quickly, we'll do a little ad break and then we'll come back with today's episode. We'll see you in a minute. If you're enjoying the podcast, you'll enjoy our YouTube channel. You'll see us doing engine swaps, modifications, and you'll see videos of our mates showing off their Volkswagens too. While you're there, make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the like button on every single video. If you don't, I will continue to cry myself to sleep, having nightmares about being a postman for the rest of my life. Don't forget to follow us on social media, on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. That's where all the juicy stuff comes alive. Last but not least, we'd like to encourage you guys to share the podcast and YouTube channel with your mates, whether they're into Volkswagens or just the car culture in general. Obviously, the more people that watch our videos, the better we can invest in our videos. And eventually, me and Matt can go full time with the old Volks home and quit our day job. Yeah. Back to today's episode. Okay. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the Volkswagen T4, also known as the Transporter, and also known as the Eurovan in parts of North America. Well, all over North America, really. So, I've got a, I've done a lot of research into this. I've got a whole spiel of stuff that I wanted to just read out into the into the stratosphere. And we've got Matt here as well, who's a, a keen 
uh, what would you call yourself? Uh, uh, you're a keen enthusiast of the T4. You've had how many T4s have you had in your lifetime so far? You've got three right now. Is that all of them? Yeah, that's all I've had. I've never really had before. So you got one for camping, one for yeah, that's first one I had. Uh, a daily, and one for yeah, soon to be a track car. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. My long wheelbase is my camper is the first one I had. Well, we're going to dive into all the lingo, right? Because a lot of people listening to this either have a T4 and know all this already, or they're listening to this and they want to learn about the T4. Perhaps some of our, our American listeners might not know about the T4. I didn't know some of this lingo, like long wheelbase, short wheelbase, like not the lingo, but the actual van itself, uh, like short nose and long nose or whatever. We're going to dive into all that right now. We've got Matt here as well, just to, if there's any bullshit that gets said, uh, Matt is going to pipe up and say that's wrong or that's right or or you, and you're going to share your opinion on certain things and hopefully yeah. shed some light on stuff as well. Now, uh, let's just get started. So the Volkswagen, the transporter, the T4, right, marketed in North America as the Volkswagen Eurovan. It's a van produced by the German manufacturer Volkswagen Commercial Vehicles between 1990, when I was born, and the year 2004, succeeding the Volkswagen Type 2, also known as the T3, right? Is that right? The Type 2? No. So, okay, we're just fact-checking here. This is what all it says in front of me. The Volkswagen Type 2, uh, also known as the Type 3. No, type oh, the T3, the, sorry. Yeah, the T3 is the same as... Well, the T25 is also a T3, isn't it? Yes, I thought so, yeah. Anyway, back to it. Uh, succeeding the, the Volkswagen Type 2 and super, superseded? Super, super... I don't... I can't read. By the Volkswagen T5, which is obviously the next one, right? It makes sense. T3 or T5. Yeah. And then T6. Is there a T7? I don't know. No, it's six six point one. I don't think there's a seven yet. Wow. Um, so the manufacturer, well, assembled, right? Uh, this is the thing. They weren't assembled in Wolfsburg, were they? They were in, assembled in parts of Germany like Hanover. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> They're assembled in Poland, Indonesia, Taiwan, Malaysia, and the Philippines. Um, so yeah, like I said... They're called the Eurovan in America. They're called the Vanagon in Japan. Is that true? I don't know. Sounds, I, sounds, I wouldn't put it past them. I thought the Vanagon was what Americans called the T3 or the T25. That's what I thought. But my first question, right, Matt, is what is a Volkswagen Caravelle? Caravelle is basically... A people carrier. Right, so it's oh. it's not like a camper, it's got the no. seats at the back. Yeah, got seats in the back, yeah. My friend here on the island has got a, a T4 Caravelle, I believe. It's got a badge on the back. Well, some Caravelles have two sliding doors. They have two sliding doors? Yeah, one e both e one either side. Ah, knowledge. Okay. Um, so... There are multiple different body styles. I'll go through them now quickly. So you could get a and again, Matt, if I if you're if you hear some bollocks, mm. speak up. So the body styles, you could get a four door van, you could get a five door van, you could get a six door van, you could also get the two door pickup platform, 
the yeah. three-door pickup and the four-door pickup. I'm guessing that's the Docker, right? Yes, the Docker, mm. I do believe, did come in a three-door and a four-door. Really? Yeah, because it's a crew cab, basically, as they call it. But right. Docker is, yeah, I think it must be a German name. Maybe, maybe. Um, obviously, there was uh, the Synchro as well. Yep. So you've got front, uh, front-wheel drive and four-wheel drive. Yeah, you could get a five-speed manual, or you could get a four-speed auto. Apparently, did you know this? Yep, a four-speed auto. Yeah, because I've done a few um, four-speed autos to manual, five-speed manual conversions. What on T fours? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so the wheelbase in inches. So the short wheelbase is one hundred and fifteen inches. The long wheelbase is 130 inches. It makes a difference that that well, it's, it's only 15 inches, isn't it, between them? 15 is quite. 15 inches is fairly big. Yeah, but fairly big. Is that what she said? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, yeah, it makes sense though because it does make a difference, especially when you turn it into a camper van. Yeah, it makes what? a big difference. What? Uh, forgive me, this is one of my stupid questions, but obviously there's obviously a difference in length with the short wheelbase and a long wheelbase. Um, what sort of difference does that make inside the vehicle? What right. if it and the and the actual the the distance is is behind the back sliding door, so like gap between the sliding door and the wheel arch. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you positive. Yeah, positive. Well, Actually, well, we need to bleep that because <laughs> otherwise Spotify will not allow this to be on the pod. Where the back door is, that's where you where you find your extra fifteen inches. <laughs> what the? F- Say that again. You know where the back door. Around the back door <laughs> is where you find your extra fifteen inches. Yeah. Why does that sound like a porno? Yeah. Why are you winking? Yeah. That's Why it. are you wanking? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So yeah, so that makes it that much more more ruby side. Oh yeah, bits and and things like that. It does make a difference. I I think uh, what we could do as well is for the YouTube channel. I don't know if people would be interested in seeing this, but we could park your short wheelbase and long wheelbase together and just go over a few quick differences in the two. Yeah, a lot of difference between them two because one's low and short and one. Yeah. All and long. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Me. Because I think the shovel, <laughs> if you jack that up, it wouldn't look right. Really? Yeah, I don't think it looked right. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, we're going to move on. Yep. Uh, so the T4 was introduced in the in 1990, like we've already established. Um, the, it was the first Volkswagen van to have a front-mounted water-cooled engine. So far, so good, Matt? Yeah, he's right. Uh, prom- prompted by the success of similar moves with their passenger cars, yep. Volkswagen had toyed with the idea of replacing their air-cooled rear-engine T2 vans with a front-engine water-cooled design in the late 1970s. The 
the reasons for deciding in 1980 to instead introduce a new rear-engined T3 are unclear. Thus, the introduction of a front-engine, sorry, the introduction of a front-engined layout was delayed until the arrival of the T4. Um, after a run of nearly 14 years, T4 production ceased in 2003. Uh, I thought it was 2004. No, 2003, because that's when the last of the AA vans. Ah, uh, really? Were the AA vans T4s? Yep, yeah. yeah, all the way up to 2003. For our American listeners, AA is like the recovery company. I think the equivalent is AAA, right? Yeah. So, yeah, making it second only to the T1 for length of production in its home market. Wow. That's incredible. So, the T4 was the first van to be to have a front-mounted engine. Is that right? Yep. And to be water-cooled. A van that's water-cooled in the Volkswagen flight. What was before that that was water-cooled? T3, T25. Oh, of course. What the hell am I talking about? Of course. It's rear engine. Of course, I keep... Sorry, I forgot about all about the T3 then. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of different... Well, not a whole bunch, but I want to ask you, Matt, what's the deal with the short-nosed T4 and the long-nosed? Like, obviously, from someone... And again, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're going to put... Well, for starters, I want you to Google T4, Google some of the references that we're saying, like short wheel, uh, short nose and long nose. So you can see what we're talking about. But also, what I thought would be a good idea, Matt, is on our Instagram, when we launch this this podcast, I have got a... I've been also submitted a whole bunch of unusual T4s that we can put on the Instagram post. Yep. So when this goes out, we'll put the posts, we'll put the photos in a carousel on Instagram. So look out for that. Sorry, Matt, what were you going to say? Short nose is what I've got. Yeah. So the bonnet is more square, the wings are more square, the grill is more square, what actually comes out, so you can slide the front forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the early T4s, the bumpers were square, and the later ones, short nose, started rounding off the bumpers. But long nose is longer, right? Uh, more rounded, and the front grill don't come off, and the front front don't the front grill comes off, but don't come off like the short nose does, and the front don't pull forward like short. Really? I think I prefer the short nose ones. That's where it, like you said, it's very boxy and like, yeah. When I first talking about getting a T4 I was like I'll get I'll get one and I'll put don't matter what I'll get I'll get I'll put a long nose on it right then so I've had the short nose I'm like oh I prefer the short nose <laughs> yeah I mean I must admit like I, since only obviously since starting all this with you and really paying attention to T4s like I had no idea there were two different front you could see it's plain as anything now like when I walk when I'm driving around on the island, there's T4s everywhere. It's a it's a coastal like place that's very touristy. It's like Cornwall. Everybody comes to camp and everybody comes to the beach and stuff. So, <coughs> excuse me. There's a lot of surfing spots here on the island. 
and like windsurfing as well. So you see T4s, T5s, all of it, all the time, especially parked up at the beach. And I just thought all T4s, all the models were like identical. But since meeting you and, and talking more about them, I see so clearly now the difference between a long nose and a short nose. It's very similar to like in America, you've got the, the late Westie and the early Westie rabbit pickup. Yeah. Or just, just the rabbit in general. The front ends to, you know, anybody else, you'd think they're the same vehicle. But when you see a late Westie front end and an early Westie front end, you're like, whoa, it's totally different. Uh, so, and that's the, that's the vibe that I get with the T4 long nose and the short nose. It's like plain as anything now. You yeah, the, the, the long noses, they sort of try to bring it up to date with yeah. like the shape, made it more round. And then they changed the clocks in them as well. Really? They did change the clocks, but they did put the them saying clocks in a short or long nose. Oh, right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it's three different clocks in them. Really? Three, three different styles. Three different styles of clocks. Yeah. From what is it like? Early to late. Really? Yeah. Well, let's let's read on. Well, we've got uh, here. We are. Part of the success of the T4 was its versatility. It was available in many forms and sizes as standard, and formed the basis of many specialists' vehicles. From buses to camper vans to ambulances, this is true. Um, I've seen uh, T4 ambulances, right? And a friend of mine called Wayne, he's in Bournemouth in the UK. He's he's uh, the lovely chap who taught me how to do a timing belt. Remember on the uh, the uh, when well when I first got the truck, I wanted to do a the timing belt when it had the original engine in it. And he taught me through that. There's a video on YouTube. You'll have to check it out. But he's also got a T4. And I think he's got an old ambulance T4. And he's converted yeah. it into a camper van. Which yeah. is amazing. Have you, I don't know if you've seen those before. A lot of people, yeah, yeah. In Ger in Germany and Europe, in Europe and that, they have um, a, lot of, a lot of ambulances like that. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen a, a, a few um, T5s ambulances as well so really well what we'll do is we'll try and collect as many strange looking t4s and put them as a collection of photos on on our instagram so look out for that um so yeah it goes on to say the different body types again we've already mentioned like the different doors and stuff but we've got uh you could for, well for the van because you can also get the pickup aka the docker uh the van you could have a panel van without any windows behind the b pillar single row of seats the combi or half panel with additional windows between the B pillar and C pillars and two that has two rows of seats. And like you mentioned already, the Caravelle, which is also called the Multivan and in US, like we said already, the Eurovan. No, uh, Multivan's different. Really? Yep. What's a Multivan? Multivan has got a row of seats in it, but the turn is that turns it down into a bed really yeah multi-van does yeah and uh, is that in the uk as well multi-van yeah yep. my, my friend's got a multi-van oh right okay well it just goes on to say the caravel the multi-van and the Eurovan um have windows all around the vehicle and have three rows of seats is that true 
Yes, because in the multivan, two seats turn around and clip onto the drivers and passengers seats because there's two singles in the front. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on to the pickup, aka the docker, you could have a single cab one, which I think you mentioned in the video we just put up, didn't you? Yeah, you can get single cab. Single cab, you could also get double cab and Razorback. What's a Razorback? It says, it says the Razorback has a hydraulic rear body that was, uh, that was produced between 1998 and 2000 in the UK. Oh, that'd be a tipper. A tipper? Yeah, it must be. Right, okay. Vans have either a single roof hinge tailgate or two barn doors, like you mentioned in the video the other day. Yep. There was one major facelift to the T4 in 1996 when a reshaped longer front end was introduced. This was needed to fit the six-cylinder VR6 engine into the T4's engine bay. Initially, only caravels and multivans were available with the longer nose, since these were the only models available with a VR6 engine. Now, the commercial variants continued to be produced with the shorter nose until 2003. However, campers and other specialist vehicles produced between 1996 and 2003 may have either the short or the long nose, depending on which model was used as the base vehicle. In keeping with the Type 2's naming convention, the short and long nose versions are also informally known as the T4A and T4B, respectively. What do you reckon about that? Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Okay, we're moving on to... No, they had two. I just thought there was long nose and short nose. I didn't know it was an A and B. Yeah, that's mad, Sorry. isn't it? I, I, didn't know. I suppose in there, when they're making them, they, they need a letter or number yeah no one's going to say long nose or short nose because it's too long to note down yeah it's like a yeah i'm with you well we're moving on to the four-wheel drive also known as the synchro which you have one of those i do um, so it said the t4 was also available with a permanent four-wheel drive system that uses a viscose coupling unit is that right am i saying that right viscous viscous coupling unit is it as a center differential to regulate the distribution of torque to the rear axle these models are called synchro and were available with the 2.4 d the 2.5 tdi i don't know why i said it like that that just sounded <laughs> weird he <laughs> let me start that again the 2.5 tdi and the 2.5 petrol engines on all body types and both wheelbases uh, what what did, was yours originally? Sorry, your your synchro. Mine was two point four. So they never done a nineteen hundred. Really? No. Did uh, you you didn't? I don't. You said two point four, two point five, and a two point four petrol. You said a two point five petrol. Oh, two point five petrol. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. You didn't say nothing about nineteen hundred. No. Huh. No. Um. It goes on to say some synchro models also have a mechanically locking rear differential. Since the rear excuse me, since the rear differential per precludes the placement of the spare wheel in the usual place under the body, 
synchro vans either store it inside the body or on an external hinged bracket is that like on underneath the the, the rabbit pickup or the, the uk caddies they have like a hinged bracket is that right yeah they don't have one i don't think what does yours have for a spare wheel placement oh it's inside at the moment at the moment i mean like from factory was it i don't know it never had a frame underneath it yeah okay i, was, I thought oh i know what i'll do i'll get a short uh, like a normal one no it doesn't work so what i'm gonna do <laughs> build, build a roof rack and put the spare wheel off on the roof rack i think nice nice can you give us any any uh facts about the synchro having owned one now for a while do you is there anything that you think will be in that would interest people to know the four-wheel drive system what is uh vacuum operated it's so vacuum can, operated yeah so the only reason why you use your the vacuum side of it is to pull the diff locks in so it looks looks i'd say it locked the rear diff don't think you can lock the front one right so okay lock rear diff um yeah so you've got diff lock why is that a good thing forgive me for being insensitive but, uh, because if you get stuck you can lock the discs and then all the you won't just get one wheel or two wheels spinning there it just locked together and just move wheel Rock. so you get stuck in like it's for like muddy fields and things like that yeah i'm with you i'm with you uh, moving on to the camper bands now, uh, the T4 is a very popular base for building a small to medium-sized camper and day vans, uh, both as self-build projects and for professional conversions. Volkswagen themselves also sold camper van conversions of the T4. Outside of the US, these were made by and named after their contract contractor Westfalia Work. Is that German? Because it looks German, the way they're spelling it. Yeah, if they're spelling it, yeah, I'll say that is. Westfalia. I mean, I've seen this name all over the the Volkswagens here on the island. There's a lot of like, on the especially on the towards the roof line that it just says Westfalia. I'm assuming right. that's a company that that My, did conversions. Yes, I don't. All I know of is the like the British ones and that what do the campers. I don't really. I don't really dive into the uh, the actual like proper made campers because right. I'm more into the DIY ones. They're quite good. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of companies now nowadays that do. Uh, yeah, there, there is a company what I follow on. I can't remember what they're called now, but I follow them on Instagram and I watch their YouTube channel. And okay. they've interiors and that for campers. Yeah, that's what my to my knowledge. Maybe there's someone out there that knows all about Westphalia because. This is the confusion that uh, a lot of people had when I first got the truck. I was calling it by what it is. It's an early Westie, and people like were saying like, "That's not an early Westie," and they're thinking of it as like uh, something else, like Westphalia. I think this is where the term Westie comes from. I think if anybody wants to speak up on this, then don't DM me because I don't give a fuck. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. If you if you would love to share your knowledge on Westphalia please do uh yeah send us a, a, a com here's here's the thing comment on the video so this podcast is going out on YouTube right everybody has access to YouTube please find this podcast if you're not listening to it already on YouTube and leave a comment in the comment section telling us what Westphalia is 
is it a company that make or used to make uh, conversion kits or interior parts, maybe pop-top roofs? I don't know. It sounds like one of those companies, right? But anyway, it goes on to say, uh, the, these Westphalia-built camper vans were named California, except in Canada, where they were, where they were called simply Westphalia. Uh, Winnebago Industries was the primary converter of the Volkswagen T4 campers sold in the U.S. Have you seen these, the ones in the, in, in uh, America, the, the T4, where they have like a massive rear end? Like, the whole shell is massive. Yeah, that's a poor camper. Yeah, why are they Why are they crazy different to here in the UK? No, it's T4 camper, like, camper van. Yeah, but they just look massive over there. Well, we have most room as well. Anyway, do you want me to go through engine codes, or is that too boring? Oh, I think they did do a uh, 1900 model, a diesel one. Well, synchro. Uh, I'm not sure about the sync. It doesn't give me that information. It just says uh, petrol engines. They had two liter, 2.5, 2.5, 2.8 VR6, and then diesel engines. It came in a 1.9, uh, 1.9 TD, a 2.4 D, and turbocharged direct injection. They did a 2.5 TDI, and that's it. There's a whole bunch of engine codes here as well. Yeah. <coughs> Which I won't go through because that's just crazy. And um, the most popular one is an ABL 1.9. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was from 1993 to 2003, just so you know. Was that the ABL? Yeah. So anyway, moving on. It says, uh, due largely to its versatility as well as popularity as a camper van the Volkswagen Transporter, including the T4, has extensive fo has an extensive following amongst enthusiasts. Meetings are held regularly throughout the year in countries across Europe, and there are several internet forums dedicated to the T4 owners and enthusiasts. I think that's the same with pretty much any make and model now, isn't it? Um, yep. In May, say it again. Yep, and just a Volkswagen thing. Every every cars, every model was Volkswagen. <laughs> Don't we? Yeah, of course, mate. We've we've seen it with the Caddy. We've seen it with the Golf. That we've seen it with the Mark II Golfs. I mean, yeah, there's Polo. Mark II Mayday Polos. Yeah, they're everywhere. Speaking of Polos, by the way, very desirable car in America to get imported. Apparently, tiny. I don't know. They're tiny. Yeah, uh, the Polo and the um, oh, what was the what's the small one? The Lupo. What's the uh, the Seat? Amarosa? Amarosa? Arosa. Arosa. The see it. There's two that look identical. That looks like the Lupo. The Lupo and the Arosa. Yeah, that's what, they, that's what it is. They look identical. The same size, shape. Apparently very, very good on fuel. Anyway, back to this. In May 2010, the German enthusiasts of the T4 held a celebration of the 20th anniversary of the production of the first T4. Several hundred T4s took part with vans from from as far afield as Russia, France, Spain, Central Europe, and the Nordic countries. And uh, 
we can talk uh, i've got a lot of information and i know that people are like okay fucking move on now yeah uh, go on but i tell you what i have been in touch with wayne like i mentioned earlier my good friend wayne like i said he's got He's probably been through a few T4s in his lifetime. He's also, like I said, he's got a T4 camper himself, which used to be uh, an ambulance, I believe. And he has sent me a whole bunch of photos, which we'll put on the Instagram. And uh, he sent me this to read out. So Wayne says, it's an interesting vehicle. It's been around for a long time and a really fantastic vehicle in terms of lifespan, mileage and reliability. What do you reckon about that, Matt? Is it reliable, would you say? It's very true. Yeah? He yeah. says uh, it's not built in Wolfsburg, but in Hanover. That's something that we discovered earlier. Yeah. Hanover works. Uh, look up the T4 exclusive and California exclusive. They made some amazing factory campers built in the Westphalia works. This is something we, we just found out about as well. Uh then you have the Synchro T4, which again we mentioned, with which uses the viscous drive viscous. system. So not permanent four-wheel drive. More on demand. The spinning front wheels spin the prop shaft from the transfer box. This then causes the plates in the viscous slash synchro coupling to rotate and cause friction, which drives the rear wheels. The same system was used on the the golf ra rally Raleigh Raleigh no rally so why this is a question for you for the golf rally why is there an e after y because it's german right okay the last years of the t4s in germany were available with 150 brake horsepower 2.5 tdi five cylinder engine the cream of the crop the VR6 was also available, but only in auto gearbox. The Euroband yeah. in America, etc. And yeah, we're we're basically all up to date. And did um, you did you know Volvo use that same 2.5 in their cars? Really? Yep. That's mad. Yeah. Uh, he then says that the the 2.5 TDI and the 2.4 diesel have been regularly seen in Europe with over 800,000 miles on and still plodding along. Yep. That's amazing. And yeah, he's given us a bunch of photos to flick through. Some of them are his own photos. Well, I think all of them are his own photos that he's seen because he goes to a lot of shows. Um, but yeah, we'll put those on our Instagram. Make sure you guys check that out. But yeah, that's what I found out, mate. That's good. Good lot of information. I think so. I think, uh, you know, uh, this is the thing. Um, I think these types of episodes are pretty cool. They're, they're, they're good for new people to learn and maybe people to that already are, are in this, the car scene and they want to know a little bit more about certain other ve uh, vehicles, makes and models. I yeah. think it's quite a good idea to do little deep dives. What do you think? Yeah, I think next time we're after the caddy. Yeah. Well, this is well, the thing. Um, Whatever way you want to do, don't if I don't know if you could have two episodes, one with Caddy and one with the Rabbit, because it could be a lot, a lot of information in both of them. A lot of similarities. Yeah. Well, not perhaps. There might be a lot of difference, so that's why you'd have to do, do it twice. Well, you say that, 
But I think there is, like you say, I think there is a lot of differences between the rabbit and the golfs. Yeah. Like, I think there's a, there was a lot of differences in terms of, like, the interior. I know for a fact already that, you know, America was all about color, pops of color, and different mix match of interiors, whereas UK and Europe, I think it was very much black. Black. and But they had the cool GTI patterns that people love uh, with the red grill, round, the red bits around the grill and stuff, yeah. little accents. I know people go crazy for that. They never done that in the caddy, though, did they? What the GTI? No, they didn't put. They did. They done sport, but what I mean is, that's what a lot of people do now, though. They put the GTI grill on. Yeah, yeah, that was what was on my UK caddy. Yes, yeah. someone did a put a GTI engine in, and they put GTI badge on the grill. Yeah, no, they do that. But, but anyway, yeah, I think um, I think what we should say is. If you guys enjoyed this week's deep dive into the Volkswagen T4, we would love it if you could let us know. Uh, we always welcome feedback on our Instagram or if you listen to this on YouTube, there's a big old comment section below where you can just let us know if you think we got something wrong. Um, if you, if you, you know, if you heard us talking shit about something and perhaps you think we were misinformed, then please let us know. And this goes for all the future episodes as well that we do on deep dives if you think we missed something please do let us know because we love either being corrected i shouldn't say love but we we love to you know find the facts i think that's yeah, fair to say. information yeah we always are striving to find the right information also please let us know uh for perhaps in the next episode of one of these deep dives what volkswagen model you'd like us to do a deep dive on next uh, there's a lot to get through. Obviously, we've got, well, think of the top of your head, Matt, all the old Volkswagen models. There's the Type 181. I know you don't like uh, air-cooled stuff. But got stuff and where it comes from. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Didn't we the LTs? You've got an LT, haven't you? Yeah, I've got an LT35, but uh, a late one. They've done two. They've done a flat-fronted one and one I've got. The one I've got is based on Mercedes Sprinter. Really? See, we could do a deep dive on all these little vehicles, and I'm sure the more we do, the more we'll find our stride with, you know, we're, we're at the risk of boring people when we talk on and on about certain things on the deep dive. Like, we want it to flow nicely. We want it, we don't want to give you, like, an overload of information, and, and at the same time, we want to keep it nice and fresh and fun and, and just interesting as well. You know what I mean? We don't want to give you, like, every single detail, like, oh, nice, because we've got like there's T4s in in it in this and like we, when we talk about the LT yeah we've got one well no it's a truck <laughs> and later one but well, I did have a flat fronted one before so flat fronted one yeah yeah that's the early ones flat fronted oh is this the LT28 no it's LT they could do an LT28 that's just like a larger one but they're doing LT35 what um a flat fronted picture. I'm a you remember when we did the zombie apocalypse design your the zombie apocalypse van? Yeah, that was my dream is to have a big, massive LT like old, old school. I think the one you're talking about, the flat fronted one, yeah, with the big, big sliding door at the side. I would love one of those, but um, yeah, so yeah, guys, if you enjoyed us talking shit, uh, not talking shit, we 
complete opposite actually we're trying to talk facts we're trying to spit facts here on the pod if you enjoy the deep dive episodes please let us know whether you dm us on instagram old volks home instagram or if you let us know in the comments section below if you enjoyed it we really do appreciate the feedback and if you have any suggestions for future models that you'd like us to cover we'd also appreciate that as well we're gonna we're gonna try and smash through as many as we can obviously but if there's a particular model you'd like us to have a look at and talk about please do let us know or even more if you know uh interesting facts perhaps about i don't know like uh if you if you know an interesting fact about the mark ii golf for example like that nobody you think nobody else knows then please do send us in some information so we can let everybody know i think the podcast is not only about entertainment is it it's about education as well sometimes i think it plays a big part in this whole community does that make is that fair to say matt yep very does well motion and and a bit of a laugh as well at the same time yeah i think that's very important for us is we want to come across as real as possible as transparent as possible and not like sugarcoat stuff as well so if we find bullshit we want to call out the bullshit um but other than that matt where can people find us find us on instagram um facebook twitter and uh tiktok and we've got our own youtube channel as well and where can people find the links to those at the bottom of this podcast <laughs> in the show notes below yeah. we are slowly training matt to be an absolute uh gen z influencer how's that going matt do you feel more confident about you know being um, a creator feel more comfortable behind the camera funny as it is <laughs> definitely mate definitely well there you go guys uh we hope you enjoyed the today's this week's episode in fact and uh we hope you're having a fantastic week also and we just can't wait to see you in the next episode say goodbye matt bye matt <laughs> later <laughs>